So, uh, welcome to the MVG podcast. Uh, we had actually previously recorded some content, but Thanos snapped and it disappeared. Like, you think I'm joking, but like for reals, for reals, <laughs> it disappeared. Um, I mean, that's really philosophical because it never really existed. <sighs> okay. Okay. Maybe Might his it- snap just turned off the record button. So, that's just really kind of rude of him. Yeah, very rude. Not kind of, very. But I see red now, so... Yeah, I think we're we're good now. <laughs> Anyways, my name is Will. This is my co-host David, and uh, we talked about things, and it was good. <laughs> but he'll never know what we said no. ever. We're in the end game now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Man. laughs> it's much more witty though this time. So right, there's that. Also, we'd had an uh, important conversation about the origin of David's name. Oh, um, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, well, no one will ever know that either. Yeah, I guess you'll never know. Maybe we'll have a whole episode about the origin of David's name. Maybe I'll put it on my Twitter account at MVGDave. I was going to say .com. I guess it's just at MVGDave, which is really weird. David doesn't know how to do Twitter much. (laughs) I just know how to explore Twitter. Yeah, I'll have to spell mine out at the end of the episode. Anyways. (laughs) All right. So Let's get into this in-game talk. (laughs) So one of the things we were talking about previously before the snap mm-hmm. uh well, we're ta- <laughs> <laughs> five years later <laughs> <laughs> well we were talking about the trailers and and how they, they did a lot of misleading and uh will mentioned that you know they, they've kind of been doing that for a while now and <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to eat a biscuit he just keeps on staring at me <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I, I really, I mean, it's not like they have to do anything these days. They're just like, here's the characters. Be excited. Are you excited? Oh, you are excited. Perfect. Do their job. And then they pull the rug out from under you. And they're like, haha, we got you. Now you're even more excited. And you can't help it. Buy our stuff. But it, it strangely helps um, publicity because now people are taking these trailers and they're dissecting it, trying to figure out like, Oh, what what characters did they edit out of this and and all that stuff, and oh yeah, and then people do that thing where they look at every character and they're like, "This character isn't there yet. This character isn't there. Oh my gosh, that person really did die." <laughs> like, and all I don't stuff. think this character's really gonna have a beard in the movie, right. but there's a beard in here, you know. Oh, I see an inconsistency between two of these scenes. I wonder what happened here, and then <laughs> just so you can just to realize that oh my gosh, this movie's gonna be about time travel. Um, oh. Which, Oh my gosh, it matches up with the theme for yeah. this month. Oh. Yay! Wow, we're so good at this thing. <laughs> I feel like we've hit on like most of the points so up to this point that we were talking about last time. Yeah, we just summarized 13 minutes worth of content into <laughs> three yeah. minutes. Kind of, kind of, kind of. Yeah. Um, so let's start from the beginning yeah, of the movie. Yeah, we're going to kind of take it um, portions of the movie at a time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the, the movie starts off, it's uh, it's showing Hawkeye or Clint and his family. And uh, it shows him showing his daughter, Kate Bishop, uh, how to shoot an arrow. Oh, yeah. And oh, this is the point where we talked about <laughs> how Marvel's been doing really good at introducing characters that seem kind of ancillary. And they don't actually really seem like they... they uh, they occupy a super important role, but somehow because their names are mentioned, you kind of have that feeling that they're important and they're doing kind of like the comic books do in that usually in the comic books, if you introduce a superhero's kid, relative, 
or extended family member whatsoever, usually it means that that person They're will end up being a superhero. Always important, yeah. Right. <laughs> or a villain. Or a villain, right. Um, and in this, in this case, um, people were telling me that Kate Bishop in the comic books ends up be having a short stint as Hawkeye. as Hawkeye. Yeah. So, well, they're going to have a yeah. Hawkeye TV series on Disney plus. So which would make sense if they had it from her. Yeah. Can you imagine it being like, like a, I don't know. What's a, what's a Disney show? Is iCarly Disney? What's that? iCarly. I've never heard of that. And, okay. Kids shows. When you babysit, you kind of hear these things. Well, things. I have kids. I think I would have heard of it, but well, it was back in the day. Your kids may not have been old enough to watch those kinds of shows, no. or old enough to want to watch those kinds of shows. Anyways, I was thinking, like, can you imagine it? Be well, how old are you? Don't, you really gonna make me say that on the podcast? I know, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about like kids shows in general, and just like thinking about like if they did like a kids show based on his kid. Is it gonna be like a like a fun romp of a show, kind of like a like a like a, a kids thing? No, but you but you know what I mean, like the like always teaching a lesson kind of show with like the mini scenarios, like no. Teen Titans. Go. Yeah, I love Teen Titans. Actually, the the original one was good. The Teen Titans Go is actually pretty funny. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I think you have to go into it knowing it's going to be hilarious, mm-hmm. and then you then you can actually enjoy it. It's like Ren and Stimpy. Oh no! Okay, not Ren and Stimpy. Like tame Ren and Stimpy. Very, very it's, tame. It's, it feels like the same humor, though, to me. Yeah, but Ren and Stimpy is like gross. Yeah. Okay. So like Ren and Stimpy, but not the gross aspect. Have you seen some of the scenes from Ren and Stimpy? Like yeah, they, they're, they're kind of they gross. simulate a lot of things in that show. That's, that's kind of weird. That's true for being a kids show. We did not talk about Ren and Stimpy on the first take. So. But now we are because we've learned. <laughs> so you got that nice added bonus because of the snap. So Thanos yeah. yeah. is doing good things. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> um, so, and I, I don't know if I said that. So Kate, Kate Bishop's actually part of the Young Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, and next up, uh, Captain Marvel finds Tony and Nebula at the last second. Um, and apparently the scene at the, the secret scene at the end of Captain Marvel is them activating that pager and the director said, "Hey, that already happened in the movies. We'll just, we'll just say that happened off screen for this movie." So. Right. There's no need to replay a scene. It's kind of like that thing in like animes where you get to a certain point in a in a character's arc, and they actually start to like, they're like, "This is the reason why I'm stronger." Blah blah blah. And then they spend a whole episode flashing back to the past six seasons of the show. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, okay. Just for it to end and them going, ah, and sounding constipated, and then they turn Super Saiyan. But <laughs> like, or like uh, in in Dragon Ball, that, that's Super Saiyan. Yeah. Well, like they'll they'll uh, they'll pan the the camera. I guess it's not really a camera, but they'll pan the camera around the the characters mm-hmm. for the end of the episode, and then they just do the exact same thing again for the next episode, mm-hmm. right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. Either way. There was no need to repeat a scene that, they, that most people who are invested in this movie have already seen. And if you haven't seen it, you just kind of go, oh my gosh, she's super cool. And leave it at that. You yeah, know? pretty much. Um, and and I'm sure like watching TV, you're, it's such a common thing for people to be saved at the last second. Right. Happens all the time. Happens in Game of Thrones all of a sudden now. It happens in comic books all the time too. That's very true. 
Um, and then uh, they get back, and Tony is all super moody. And I didn't really understand it until Will told me last time. But I'll let him explain it again. So we were talking about how at first the part of, first part of the conversation was like, you know, maybe the the hunger and, and, and the malnutrition kicks in and heightens emotions and whatnot. Him, his feelings towards us or Tony Stark's feelings towards Steve Rogers. But then we're thinking about it. And even in Infinity War, they worked together very shortly, but it was never like they had completely reconciled. So if you think they, about it, they didn't. They never saw each other in Infinity War. Steve Rogers and Tony never saw each other. I thought he was the one who hit up Steve Rogers. No, that was uh, that was Hulk. Like after uh, they went off in the spaceship, uh, Wu or whatever, I can't remember his name, the other Doctor Strange guy. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I yeah. just want you to know that on our first take, I actually told you that. <laughs> yeah, and I forgot it immediately. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Um, so they get back and he's all moody, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but the rest of the Avengers that are still around, uh, they find, they find out where Thanos is and they go to the planet and they find out that Thanos destroyed the infinity stones. And I made the comment that does that mean that he can, he killed Gamora twice. And I made the comment that I think because it was an exchange, there's no way she can die again because she doesn't exist anymore. And it, one of the things that I think this movie established is that the Infinity Stones make things permanent. Mm-hmm. There is no reversing what the Infinity Stones do unless you use the Infinity Stones to do so. Therefore, like when people, the original speculation was that when he snapped, all the souls like went into the Soul Stone or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and they'd be able to retrieve them that way. But if you think about it, these rules that are set in place for these Infinity Stones say that what we do or what this power is because these powers are literally the embodiment of the universe or like the, the fabric of the universe, right? Whatever these things do, it's done. And, of course, at this point, he destroys the he destroys the stones so that nobody can undo his work because, again, the only thing that could undo it would be the stones. Of course, he says he did it, but I guess we don't technically know if he did. The thing is that, I mean, he, I feel like he did. I mean, I feel like that's what the movie told you that he did. And not right. just him, but the movie's like, hey, the only way to get around this, because he did destroy the things. But Funny, he's a villain. Right. Funny thing, though, is immediately in that scene, I immediately thought about Dragon Ball again. And when it was, when he's like, they were going to look for the Infinity Stones, I was thinking like, oh, it's <laughs> they're like gonna they're going to look for the Dragon Balls. <laughs> they're going to make a Dragon Radar or, or Dragon Ball Radar. And then Infinity just gonna, Stone Radar. Yeah. 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 Anyways, then there was the, the 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 not even a gut punch, but like it was like a like surprising like quick cut of a scene. They're just like, okay, so you know we, we're here with Thanos. He's looking a little peckish, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. he used the stones again. Um, you had mentioned in the last podcast that this was like they're establishing that these stones take a toll, mm-hmm. like they did at the beginning of Infinity or at the end of Infinity War. Um, cause they, you could tell it kind of ruined his arm. Yeah. But it was, it was a lot more subtle because yeah. at the end they just showed him sitting on the, um, you know, on the hilltop and looking at the sun and everything. And I mean, he didn't really look disheveled and all that stuff yet. I mean, they, they showed that it messed up his hand. Right. So, but then in this one, after he supposedly destroyed the stones, like his whole demeanor, like slow moving, his half of his body looked like it was just yeah he's like, limping yeah 
Yeah, it, it took its toll. But I think it was it was a nice nice little bit of foreshadowing. Yep, to show that up front. Yep. Um, and then you know they they pin him down and everything. He tells them that he destroyed the stones, and then Thor basically without even talking to anyone about it, he's just like, cuts off his head. The end. And then it was like, did Disney just do that on the <laughs> screen? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's it is weird to think it's Disney, but then it's also, I mean, M- Marvel Studios really has kind of, I don't know, like they I embrace d- the comic book of it all. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, also like he cut off the head, and there was like actually like blood splatter on Nebula's face. Like it was graphic. Oh, yeah, I mean, it was purple blood, but you know. so graphic. Oh my gosh, I just thought it was uh, it was more. For a Disney movie, yes. or for a Disney Marvel movie, I thought it was more than I was... It was definitely more than I was expecting. Either way, it was very poignant. It put, it well, the, I think Disney's kind of transcended, you know, it's it's got like... It's kid thing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, you know, it's Disney animation, and then it's Marvel movies, and now it's going to be, you know, Fox brand Marvel movies, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, they still want Deadpool, so... Um, and that was kind of the... And that, was kind of the end of a of a sequence in the movie, and then the movie was over. Yeah. And then the credits rolled and everything, and then you got hit with a Kojima style twist, and then it said, <laughs> "Yeah, play the credits." And then, <laughs> and then it said five years later, <laughs> and not just so. So before I go into that, so my buddy was all. I mean, he was actually like ready to be pissed about this movie because they built up Thanos so much, and he's like, "That's it. That's stupid." Um. But then after they kill him, uh, so it goes to the five years later, and it does it all super slow, mm-hmm. and it puts the five there, like, we don't know it's going to say five years later, but it could have said something else. It could have said, like, five miles away, or it's five years. We knew it was five years. Mm-hmm. But it was a nice it was a nice dramatic effect to let us uh, take in what had happened. Right. So we just reached the 14-minute mark, which means that... We've actually finally recorded, and we've caught back up. That's crazy, because that's like the same amount of time, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> the same Almost thing the time, we covered. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um, this is definitely going to go longer than an hour and 15 minutes, then. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. So... Um, it doesn't matter, really, though. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, and then we get back, and Captain America, he's he's kind of at a counseling... Um, it's kind of a, a round table count, or I don't know what you would call it. I don't really know what Thera- they call that therapy is. session. Probably like a therapy session, kind of like a group therapy. Group thing. therapy, yeah. And uh, and two of the people in uh, that session is actually uh, Joe Russo, one of the directors, mm-hmm. and the creator for Thanos was in there as well. Which I don't know why I always love seeing that stuff. That's good. Cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. That scene, to be honest, it was just kind of establishing the bleakness of the world mm-hmm. five years later. But in yeah. my opinion, it didn't completely need to be there i it was a very it was a very uh steve rogers scene though and that's right my thing my opinion about this movie as a whole though there's a lot of scenes that i think they could have done without but oh yeah sure it's all a lot of i don't know what they called it anyways (laughs) okay so moving on um and then uh they go to they show the van that ant-man went into the um quantum realm and uh a rat uh hits a switch Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden he's back you know i actually completely forgot about ant-man 
and <laughs> until they showed him there and i was uh, like oh yeah he was in the oh yeah he was in yeah. that thing <laughs> and uh and you know i was just thinking about yesterday um how perfect would it have been if it was actually stan lee's last cameo is he's the one that hit that switch like he's rummaging around in this van actually accidentally hits it and ant-man comes back or what's to say that stan lee didn't do the motion capture for the rat <laughs> that with the switch <laughs> you'll never know <laughs> i'm gonna say i do know but uh i'm gonna say you don't but okay <laughs> okay Five years later. Uh, yeah, five, five years later. Um, and then Ant-Man is like, what the heck is going on? And he, he sees his daughter. She's five years older. And he pretty much just... I, I, I kind of like how his character was just like kind of like, what? What? You're big. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He he really took it in stride. Um, it was a good scene, though, like when him, him going to the uh, memorial and kind of panicking and everything. Um, but just so you guys know... Uh, his daughter's name is Cassie Lang, who who is also has been a young Avenger. As uh, it says, there was she was stature or stinger, depending on what group she was with. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Which she has the same powers as uh, as Ant Man. So um, Ant Man doesn't really have powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. Um, and then uh, the next scene was uh, Black Widow and uh, Captain America. Oh, actually. I guess Captain. I guess Captain America wasn't there yet. It actually starts off with Black Widow talking to uh, Okoye's character and Rocket, and and Okoye is you know Okoye is right. Yes. Okay. Um, it's Michonne. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know who it is, man. <laughs> so, well, maybe the listening audience doesn't know, but maybe they've seen Walking Dead, and so anyway, so uh, she's talking about earthquakes. Um, underwater earthquakes off the coast of uh, Wakanda and some people are speculating that they're hinting at Neymar yeah so here's the thing I also read something that came from one of those one of the Marvel producers that said no it's not but good, good try um, <laughs> okay I didn't know that um, the thing is though that could be also something to throw people off Yeah, it could have been hints at like what's happening in the Spider-Man movie yeah and like it's like it's all these like weird things that they're definitely they're points of contention just because they're there to make you think and talk about a thing uh, yeah that's but true they, but marvel's been really good lately uh especially in the they're last like trying couple. to become the nfl where they're talked about year long yeah but they've been really good lately about just kind of seeding things in there it's a comic book thing in general just Putting hints towards possible connections, putting hints towards possible uh, storylines, plotlines, or whatever. And for them, it's just like, we, if we put the seeds, we plant all the seeds, we don't ever have to actually grow those. We don't that's, actually, we, don't have, true, to, we yeah. don't have to work on them. Yep. But if we do want to, or we do happen to, you know, figure out a good screenplay for this movie, or a good actor mm-hmm. for this movie, or actress, or whatever, and then we can we figure it out, then yes, now we've already planted the seeds, and we can build yep. off of that. So they're building the groundwork for a lot of things in this movie. Two two functions, fan service and, as he said, setting it up for something else later on, yep. possibly. It's good writing, good writing. Yep. Um, and then, um, oh, and then Black Widow and Captain America talk, and I don't really remember what they talk about, but uh, they're interrupted by Ant-Man, and he's like, hey, let me in, and, and then he, he starts babbling on about time travel. 
Yeah, so I thought this scene was not really earned. Um, I felt like this scene was one of those ones where it was like, uh, do, 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 we can talk about it here, and I think we should probably just set this up here, because that'll work quick. Mm-hmm. But, like, it didn't really feel like, almost, like, really that, first of all, Scott Lang is not the scientist. Mm-hmm. So, that right up front, there's that. Um, and his brain, I don't, and of course, I'm I'm just like thinking just from a, an outside perspective or whatever. Like I didn't really think that he'd be the person to think, uh, oh, time travel because everything seems to be different five years later, and I haven't aged. But again, in five years, things can change. But would you notice them changing? Like you know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe maybe he kind of noticed the time difference. Oh, I've only been in there five hours. Oh, it's been five years later. But even then, like. Do you think about time travel? You're just like, oh, that was weird. That's freaking creepy. I don't know what happened, blah, blah, blah. Looks like things are different on the quantum realm. But that's about all. But yeah. you wouldn't think to jump immediately to to, 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 to time travel. And I think that the... they could. You're right. They could have earned a little bit more. They could have said, like, I, th- I think that's what happened. Like, I have these research notes, but I, I, don't, I can't discern it. Maybe we need to take it to someone else. Right. You know. Something like that. Yeah. I've been really subtle too. Or it could have been something as Hank and I were talking about this one thing, blah blah, blah and how how um, how his wife or whatever existed in this thing, and she's barely aged. Blah blah blah. That's the first thing she aged. Well, she did age, but yeah. it was because she was in there for years, though. So apparently, and uh, when they were going to show that quantum realm, like there was supposedly like a palace, they were going to have like a palace in the quantum realm or something like that. I think in the comic books there is. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, let's quick it. That's <laughs> let's, let's quick a take break yep let's do it we're back are you tired of listening to music in your car are those kenny g tracks just not doing it for you anymore well i've got a solution for you try the nvg podcast instead learn about game series you may not have never known about hear ridiculously insightful anecdotes about movies comics and books that's the nvg podcast try it today are you really tired of Kenny G? <laughs> Seriously? You and be. and that was our first attempt at an infomercial. Wait, is that infomercial? What is it called? Advertisement? Just a commercial. Okay, commercial. And we're back. Thank you to that sponsor who is uh, uh, us. Yes, maybe. I don't um, know. It's the NBC podcast. Know. Dep- depends on how I edit it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next section of the movie... I kind of only I, the greatest section of this whole freaking movie. Wait, for real? Whole movie. Okay. Well, let's see. Whole movie. Uh, so next up, they enlist the Hulk. Hold on. Two superheroes enter a diner. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> which I don't remember them explaining it at all. They were just like, they're just like, oh hey, uh, wait, oh they were like, hey Bruce, oh you're the Hulk also and you're bruce hulk so um this would be a perfect opportunity to bring my my father in on this one but i do believe they're gone um but in the comic books this is like a major turning point for bruce and in the hulk is him coming to terms with it and actually becoming like synchronized with him um though i will not talk much about like the powers associated with that and everything because i don't know it um but yeah, this is like, I guess you could consider this almost a third being. Well, it's Professor Hulk. I've, I've kind of read about it, but they didn't really explain right. it in the movie. They're just like, it's a thing. Right. Well, because there's, there's Bruce Banner, who's one person. Mm-hmm. The Hulk is actually like a different person altogether. Right. And then there's 
Hulk banner. Like I, I think I heard the Russo's br- brothers saying that this could be like a, th- a third persona. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like a third persona. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool too. Yeah. Although they kind of, it kind of seems like they just merged it together. Um, we'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, so they take selfies, yada, yada. Uh, then they, it's th- a hilarious scene. How are you just like skipping pie all this? <laughs> it was a pretty hilarious scene. It was, it was, it was great. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> it was, it was, and then he tried to dab and it was just kind of funny. Was, Hulk did? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. So if he just kind of like did like this, because <laughs> his arms are big, you can't really see it. It's a, it was a lame dab. Also, if you haven't seen, also if you haven't seen the movie, <laughs> um, <laughs> it, well, some for some reason I decided to throw an accent halfway through talking, so I just figured I would finish <laughs> it off. Um, anyways, yeah, he tried to do that, and he's he's like really big with the kids now. Mm. Everybody's like, oh look, it's Hulk. Oh yeah, actually, that which is a nice payoff for him because you know, like he was so feared and everything before. Yeah, hmm. which is also going to be a nice payoff later on down the line for when they go to New York. Yep. <laughs> okay. So uh, then they try to enlist uh, Tony, but but we discover he is married and has a, a child named Morgan, and he tells them no way. Did you look up and see if Morgan has any any role in the comic books either? We'll we'll talk about that later. Okay. Cool. Um, and he says no way because they actually like gave like an emotional scene of him mm-hmm. like I've gotten all these things I don't want to lose it again I promised her that I that there would be no more surprises there was still another surprise we we actually came back from that surprise and I want to to live life with my yeah. baby child and uh well I, honestly this was the point where like well cuz we already know that I'm probably more emotional than than Will is but this this is actually the part where I felt kind of the welling is that what you call it? You well up? Yeah, you well up and everything. That's where I kind of started feeling it because I knew right then as soon as they showed Morgan, I was like, yeah, something's going to happen to Tony. He has... Yeah. He, he has something to lose now. They Yeah, they presented him as... Or made him appear to be the person that has the most to lose. Right. Oh, I say he has something to lose now, but he's always had Pepper yeah. to lose. But yeah. But they... Yeah, they upped the ante for sure. Um, and then they twisted the freaking knife with that scene with her sitting on the stairs and him cursing, and then her cursing, and then <laughs> oh, him yeah. cursing again, and then like 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 you were saying, like they kind of got to a point where like, hey, you like these characters, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. I, I I hope you continue to like them. That kind of thing. <laughs> like they were just definitely setting it up to to to, to shop you down. And and previously to him cursing, his child cursing and him cursing, um, is uh, he figures out time travel. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I really wish I I I wish I remembered. Uh, so what they showed was a real scientific. Um, it's a Mobius loop. Yes, Mobius loop. Yes, 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 yes. I won't go into it though because I don't fully understand it. So think about this: it's like a ribbon, mm-hmm. right? But except this ribbon, instead of being uh, just like a flat circle around, kind of like a belt. Yep. This belt. Think about cutting the belt at one point and taking that point and turning it on itself and so that way the belt is now face uh faced up on one side and faced down on the other side and you reattach it at that point so what you end up having is you have a paradox so you have where these both sides technically they coincide but they don't because they're supposed to be one supposed to be the outside one supposed to be the inside but it's where they merge and then it continues in a mm-hmm. in an infinite loop you know you could have just said you unbuckle your belt turn one side over and then buckle it again 
So, or I can say what I said <laughs> and be complicated. Okay, jeez. <laughs> Anyways, I I don't know the 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 far reaching like physics yeah, implications of it and everything. But I mean that that could have been the first sh- foreshadow of um you know them creating paradoxes and whatnot in the movie. Right. So um so he says uh, you know that all happens and she goes to bed and he says I love you three thousand and uh it's so adorable well apparently that's actually what he tells his kill his kids that kind of became a thing with his real kids which adds oh that's even more adorable <laughs> gosh all right you said it better <laughs> <laughs> you played it up um so at that point the hulk turns ant-man into different ages of himself and he pees himself but he's not sure what age peed himself Oh, because it was an old one and yeah. a young one, and he's like, I think I'll be myself. And everyone goes, ha, 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 ha. And then... Wait, wait, one more time. What did they do? Ha, 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 ha. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, then Tony, you know, he cruises in with his, uh, with his car, because Pepper told him that he can't stop, won't stop. Rockefeller. Yeah. We get down. I think that's your first music reference in the podcast. Oh, all right. So if you go back and listen to the first season of the podcast, I slip music references in almost every episode, <laughs> and David didn't cast them. But at this point, I believe Dave is, Dave is kind of leaning into it now, and this that was good. That was great. That was great. My uh, my my friend's kid when he was probably like one, he would like grab onto the end of a table, and and I kid you not, like that song came on. He would raise a hand and he start bobbing up and down. It was the funniest <laughs> thing ever. It was adorable. Kids got rhythm. <laughs> I don't know if he has rhythm anymore. Mm. He's a giant now. Oh my gosh. Anyway, um, I've seen some giants that can dance way better than like smaller people, <laughs> of smaller stature. And that's like, how do you move your body like that? Where, where does all this agility come from? I'm pretty sure when you're that big, like the stat points have been allocated for strength, so you lose agility <laughs> points. You know. You should look at. You should check out some of the combine scores for some of these like linebackers and whatnot. My it's yeah, goodness, it's yeah, kind of scary, really. Um, and then of course Tony uh, shows up. He predicts that uh, Scott is like determined to a baby, an old man. I don't know how he knew that, but well, for him, he figured out that they were, they were going to do something that he, that he would have the knowledge not to do. Right. So that's. So pretty much after that, um, Tony's talking to Steve Rogers and he agrees the the help and they make up. And I personally thought this is a miss, missed opportunity to do a uh, Troy and Abed handshake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's community writers. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tony and Steve in the morning. Ooh. Still going <laughs> through puberty, buddy? Sometimes. Okay. Just like that. I think we're hinting toward your age. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. What age do people go through second puberty? Or you just continue to go through puberty and maybe you're only 19 years old. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Hint. Spoiler alert. He's not. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh. And then at that point, it's time to get the band back together. Uh, so the Hulk and Rocket go to get Thor, and he appears to have lost some muscle. And gained some other things. 
and looks like ice cream. Stature. He gained stature. Melted ice cream, that is. <laughs> yes, he allocated more points to stature. Yeah. Hey, there you and, go. And less points <laughs> to, to agility. <laughs> and and uh, manners and... Um, what are the points that he lose in? Um, happiness? Yeah, he lost a lot of those points early on. Anyways, um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he was already Thor- losing those big time in Infinity War. So, Chunk of Bunker's Thor is here, and he's here to stay. Um, I thought that was... I actually thought... Like, I know there, there's there's some people in the internet yeah. that had, a, had issues with it. I thought that was hilarious, and I didn't even think it was like... like shaming in any way i, I don't think it was, it was even like their main intention was to, to do the shaming i think that they were just showing he's out of shape yeah before they showed thor as this like adonis like god freaking chiseled figure and mm. everything and then they're just like you know what let's just show a person that was otherwise like super fit going through depression this is a side effect of these well things. not he just was, that i'm sure they know that chris hemsworth like i've heard the ladies love him what i've heard too so you know like you think that's felt nothing's more shocking you know like when you go from one extreme and and you're talking about him in the in the first movie like he's making fun of uh they're making fun of chris pratt mm-hmm. and then that has, it ends up happening in the hymn mm-hmm. so so i guess it was like a Maybe twisted a foreshadow back. yeah yeah call back yeah there you go um so that all happens it's funny we enjoy it and then Natasha goes to get Clint and... A.K.A. Oh, Ronan. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I've heard that there wasn't enough payoff for that too. But then, again, this is where the... Uh, I don't know, man. Like, that scene, he was pretty awesome. Well, well, a lot of people were saying that it was like, again, another scene that wasn't earned. And then the, um, and the directors were like, well, here's the thing. If we gave you his origin story, which is how he got there or whatever, and all the things he was going through... It'd be really melodramatic because really mm-hmm. all it's just him dealing with his emotions right. and dealing with him and, and, and with violence. But well, yeah, I mean, it's him saying, "Why do you get like my family is innocent? You're not. Why do you get to live?" Right. And I mean, to be honest, I thought it was perfectly fine. It mm-hmm. happened. You got the buildup was just enough at the beginning. It was like, okay, okay, so you lost your whole family. Okay, I can see this. Here's the thing: you didn't turn evil. You didn't turn evil at all. You actually turned vigilante, which was not. It, it toes the line, but it's still justice oriented. So you are at that point chaotic, uh, chaotic good, I yeah. believe. Yeah. And um, I actually, I actually saw an IGN uh, article that I actually thought was pretty good. It was talking about the effects of the snap, and then you know, like, well, you have to consider the fact that um, there are people. I mean, there's kids that are going to lose their family, and uh, and or their parents whatever and they actually were going to make that a plot point where natasha takes over as uh leading an organization to take care of these orphans which well kind of t- technically isn't she an orphan she's too? an orphan yeah. yeah so thematically that works really well um and then so did you did you want another another 30 minutes add on to this movie no okay i mean i'm sure that's why they didn't but but I mean, she has an origin movie coming up yeah which is it origin? They still don't know. Still don't know. They still haven't said. I'm gonna go with it. it's gonna be an origin movie. I don't. I still don't know. I, I can mean, predict the future. I mean, I mean, it could be their opportunity to say, yeah, you know, dead people can come back, just like the comics. That is a possibility. Yeah. Or, or, 
They can take the Black Widow from the other, you know. Oh, we'll get to that. Earth B. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. We just exchanged the loop. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, and then War Machine, Scott, and the Hulk talk about time travel rules. Can we talk about War Machine for a second? I for- keep on forgetting that he got massively injured in Civil War. Yeah. Because even in infinity war they showed him with those leg braces and mm-hmm. i forgot about them but yeah. they made him really prominent in this movie like or the leg braces that is like mm-hmm. i feel like some of the angles were just like hey this guy's broken yeah it was prominent before but yeah they definitely yeah. you're right they look at this drew, guy fighting he put him on the suit they and drew then, attention to it yeah, yeah you're right um i yeah i hadn't i didn't really didn't listen to that in some movie sorry that was just a little 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 thing point out <laughs> maybe other people forgot too I didn't forget. I never forget. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Whatever, man. I'm tired of you. No, I forget a lot. Also, in this scene, Hulk was wearing like this like smooth little cardigan, man. Man. <laughs> man. Hulk was, Hulk, Hulk was killing the game. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> he was out here. <laughs> wow. Hulk was a fashion icon. He was getting his his clothes specially made for him. <laughs> that's he Well, getting, that's I would imagine that's very true. Right, but he was getting them like straight from like like the top art houses or the <laughs> designers in the world. Like he was out here. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> so they talk about time travel. They use movie references. Say, hey, it's not like that. It's not like that. Which, hey, that that works. It gives a it's a quick way of the reference stuff that we're for, that the audience is hopefully familiar with, and just move on. Okay, so now that we're finally talking about time travel, the rules. Yeah. Do you remember in the in the Last two episodes, I was talking about how... Oh, man, I have a terrible memory. I don't remember. You should. Anyways, (laughs) um, I was talking about how my favorite types of time travel are the ones, or even just in general, like when the ones where they establish the rules and they adhere to those rules. And the nice thing about this movie is that kind of up front, when they finally started talking about it, they did establish the rules of the thing that they were going into. And if there were any additional rules, they made sure to define those as they became relevant. Now, one of the things I didn't like about it was that they did kind of play fast and loose with the effects. Yeah, they did. What what did you, I say what did you talk you said you were talking about this the other day, um two different types of time travel. What? Oh, so yeah, when I think about time travel, I always think about there is a continuous line of time travel, which means that you're always traveling to points within one line and it usually has to do with a lot of consequences associated with that. And then there's another one where you have branching store or branching timelines, which means that every time you travel through time, you create a new line, and then everything that you do in that new time travel creates lines based on all of those events, which eventually creates a continuum of lines that have been created and branched from one specific point in time. You did talk about that, I remember now. But the other thing I was trying to get to was uh, you're talking about uh, rule explaining of time travel in movies. Mm-hmm. There's two types. Oh, 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 I was actually talking about magic. Um, I, was, uh, I was talking about magic in like fantasy and whatever other media. I was talking about hard and soft magic. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and, and I, then I chuckled. Yeah. <laughs> but you thing, can really say is, that, you can say that for time travel really too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like the same um, thing. Yeah, you have where time travel is a thing. Hmm. And then you have where time travel is a, uh, is, is, is a defined straightforward plot driven 
these are the only things that can happen Mm -hmm. when they do happen these are the only ways to solve these things done then you have other movies that just go time travel exists let's do a thing let's go yeah let's back to the future exactly um referenced in endgame yes yeah yes um and then also discredited um Um, well we're spending a lot of time on this part well, um, it has to do with time travel, which is this month's That's kind of true. Thing. That's yeah. true. Um, so after that, uh, the band is back together, and they're eating, and Rocket makes fun of Scott. And I, at that point, I was like, why is everyone hazing Scott? Cause Iron, I think like, because he is the least talented out of everybody. <laughs> I guess. But, I mean, he's, he's has a role. I mean, He does he have helps. a role, yes. And he is very integral to Endgame's story. But that could also be the reason why, too. Also, Scott has not been part of the team yet. Yeah, they didn't have Tony uh, throwing the fake sword on his shoulder, so yeah, that's true. But I mean, but uh, Rocket did it, and then uh, War Machine, like when he landed, he was like basically called him a little punk. But then, but then, Cashmere Holt came in and gave him some tacos. Oh yeah, yeah. Aww. I'm telling you, Cashmere Holt out here. Yeah, he's he's a sweet guy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And then they figure out that they only need to go to three different times to get the stones, at which point uh, they say Thor needs to go to Asgard at a certain time before his mom passes away, and Jane Foster's there, and they also... He, he's sad. Yeah. They really hammer home that he's he's sad. He's sad. He's broken. And his mom wants, to eat him to sal- wants him to eat a salad. <sighs> I guess those lines really do kind of like lend towards shaming but not really though you have a mother mm-hmm. your mother sees that you're going through a bad time mm-hmm. and sees you're not taking care of yourself yeah she's gonna tell you okay salad. yeah i mean that, be, you're right you're right they probably would say something like that or she or she's gonna she's gonna pull a fast one just kind of pat you on the belly like see you uh see you've been eating good uh you know one of those things and they're not shaming you they're just yeah. saying hey I've known you since you were yay tall, and you've always been kind of small. So, you know, I'm seeing something change. You know, is this <laughs> you know everything all right? I, and I don't, I didn't think it was shaming. I thought it was just kind of like this is a mother concerned about her child. Yeah, who's looking a little worse for wear. You and, know. And I suppose, I suppose later on uh, we'll talk about why I don't, why I don't think it was shaming, and I think you'll agree with that part, mm-hmm. um, or what saved it really. Oh, also, Natalie Portman was in this movie. <laughs> Sorry, she got like two seconds of scream time, and it was funny <laughs> to me. It was cool. I, I, I mean, I enjoyed that they did their best to bring in all kinds of characters from the past movies except between for, these two. Except for they just like canceled her out in, in the in the back. Well, she didn't. She didn't really want to do it anymore. I, I know, but that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, it was funny to see her in this movie. It was like, oh, well, they paid me a lot of money, so I, I had to come back for <laughs> <laughs> for a couple of seconds. I guess. I'm sure. I'm sure she didn't mind. Um. All right, so they 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 suit up, they get and they go back in time. Uh, they tell each other like, "Oh, we're gonna come back at the exact same time." Mm-hmm. And Nebula and War Machine they go to Morag, or Morag, I think it's Morag. Uh, I'm not really sure. With I don't Na- remember either. With Natasha and Clint, Clinton, Natasha take off for. Ooh, that place I don't remember. Vormir. Vormir, yeah. Yeah. Um, War Machine goes back with the Power Stone while Nebula is stuck because her alternate timeline self, even though they have an established alternate timeline self, uh, self is seeing her past memories and show them to Thanos, which, how does that make sense? 
Yeah, this extreme cross-universe radio interference hmm. bull crap uh, uh, was, I thought, was like one of the one of the only holes, like legitimate holes in this movie, is that like, but okay, so it was a hole. You can still but at the same time you can explain it away. Yeah, like you it's can like it away. oh, so think about this. Now you have two entities that exist in a world. Where only one should. So maybe there's cross interference. It's it's on like a quantum level. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I don't really think about that. I mean, I still, I still, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I thought it was cool. I just thought it was like, ah, oh, come on. I mean, you, you can think of it. You can think of it a few ways. You can think of it. Maybe Nebula is like, she's like, a tower that exists in all worlds, or for <laughs> okay, <laughs> or. Uh, or at that, I mean, that could be the point where um, time is fracturing, and for some reason, because they're it's fracturing, that's they're linked, or you know, I mean, there's there's way they there's ways they could explain it, but I suppose if they did explain it, it probably would have taken too much. It could have been another one of those scenes that hint towards something else that might be happening later in the, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, also um, because in the time scene- compression. Hell no. Dimension compression. No. Um, which actually, I think it's a, it's a Marvel storyline. No, it I a, think it's a D. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It's both. Oh, Secret War. Yeah, Secret War. And then uh, Crisis what if on... that's the next phase? Crisis no. on Infinite Earth is DC. Yeah, it's DC. Um, I, I would say that they're going to... I think get... Secret War would be probably a really good I one. think that might be the next The next phase. Next one? Yeah. Because okay. that would make the most sense. Because, I mean, they have to, they have to establish Fantastic Four... They have to establish the X Men, and you know, um, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Maybe maybe it'll be the very end of it. Maybe Secret War will be the very end of it. Cool. In, even though we're talking about Secret War, and people are like, "What is Secret War?" Look it up. Yeah, the look Googles. it up. <laughs> um, and then it's cool. Buy the comic books. It's okay. It's all right. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I haven't read it. I just know about it. I know it's a thing. Um, everything's a thing. <laughs> Next up, uh, Natasha and Clint go to Vormir, and they see the Red Skull again, which I... And then they double, triple, quadruple fake out you to figure out who's going to be freaking sacrificed. I mean, I already knew it was going to be Natasha the whole time because I knew that Clint... You don't know nothing. Nah, man. Clint has a family. They're not going to... But here's... Natasha has nothing. Oh, with that thought, and you already said that you knew Iron Man was going to lose because he had a lot to lose, you would think that he's going to have something... I'm just talking a lot. Um, (laughs) But Hawkeye has a lot to lose, too. How do I explain this one? Why it's different? I can't right now, so we'll move on. Um, I'm right then. <laughs> um, so uh, people are started. I guess people have been complaining about the soul soul stone, though, just because all the other stones have been uh, like powerful, essentially, and the soul stone is just like, uh, what is what's pa- what's its power? I think the soul stone has the um, the ability to identify all the souls. I think that's the reason why it's able to actually pinpoint half of the universe. Mm-hmm. Ah, living beings um it's able to pinpoint call. it's able to pinpoint all of thanos's armor mm-hmm. or army or whatever hmm. yeah i like that uh well s- someone was or i guess the director said that he actually used the soul stone in infinity war when dr strange i don't remember the name of this spell but he you know he makes a whole bunch of duplicates of himself and uh 
and then he use and they say they said Thanos uses the Soul Stone to bring him back together, and you can actually see his soul kind of coming out of him for a second, and he had to collect himself. Mm-hmm. So they said that's when he used the Soul Stone. Yeah, it doesn't seem like much of a combat um, ability. Yeah, um, more so, like I said, for identification. I mean, I mean, in a way, it seems like the most important one. Like a homing beacon or something. Well, actually, they they equated it to, uh, and I can't remember his name from uh, Captain Planet, but the dude that uses the heart one. Oh gosh, <laughs> they're out here doing the minorities wrong by giving heart of all powers, like <laughs> heart. Oh gosh, I, I was I was really disappointed in that. Anyways, I love Captain um, Captain Planet. Yeah, he's our hero. We're gonna take pollution down to his hero. <laughs> Yep. yep, now we're going to get sued. Good job. <laughs> I'm drumming up more interest for a series that is That's dead. true. Actually, Actually Don Cheadle Don is Cheadle part of it. I was supposed to say that. Yep, Don yep. Cheadle did that. It was War Machine, just so you guys know. Um, and the new War Machine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was it Terrence Howard? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so now Ant-Man, Steve Rogers, Tony, Hulk, uh, they all go back to the first Avengers movie. Um and then Hulk talks to the Ancient One about the Time Stone. And as, Stop. Yep. You just skipped over something and you know you shouldn't have. And so um, it, I might have it actually afterwards, but go ahead. One second. You don't have it afterwards, punk. Uh. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when... And oh, and Jesus, we're taking a break. <laughs> So we're back. The phone's ringing, but then it wasn't, and then I moved it, and I'm smart. Um, <laughs> so we were going to go back to a, a point that it seems like my co-host was going to skip over. One of, another one of the really good scenes of this movie <laughs> is when they went back to the first Avengers movie, and then I think it was, I want to say it was like uh, uh, Steve Rogers turns to, to the Hulk like he did in, in the first Avengers movie and says, and you smash right oh yeah yeah and then, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then that movie goes right and he just hulks out right mm-hmm. um and then the new hulk cashmere hulk um <laughs> comes in and he goes oh yeah because steve rogers says oh we have to make it you know make sure we don't change anything here or whatever so you have to go around smashing things and then he goes oh, seems a bit gratuitous but okay <laughs> and then he like like one of the funniest scenes when he like rips his shirt and then he goes Oh, hoax, smash, uh, right? <laughs> and then everybody's just kind of looking at him like, he goes, I don't, wanna, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, I'm not really angry, you know. What I mean? <laughs> I'm telling you, like, you're right. It was pretty damn. It, it was, was one of those. Funny. It was one of those moments where, like, I'm so glad that they didn't decide to put that in the trailers because that would have ruined it all for mm-hmm. me. And that w- it was so perfect for being. Almost like it was like a one of those nods to the fans, like yes, we know that he, all he does is smash, but <laughs> now he knows that all he does is smash, yeah. And so it's it's like really like kind of meta, like t- talking to the audience and talking to the character itself. Anyways, uh, I I love that scene. I thought it was funny. Well, apparently that's something the Russo Russo brothers love doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another scene later and coming up pretty soon. They really do the same thing. Yeah, I love those kinds of things. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> All right, so, well, this is this is something you can talk about too. Uh, when Hulk talks to the Ancient One about the Time Stone. Oh yeah. So remember how I was talking about earlier about defining rules or whatever. Right? Yeah. 
And then if another rule needs to be defined in order to make sure that your previous rules weren't countered or, or uh, mistaken for other things or whatever. I feel like this was that point where they were like, okay, so we explained it, but you may think we're changing things, but we're not. And here's why. Because if we do change things, these are the consequences of these actions, blah, blah, blah. We're explaining that time fractures if you remove something from this time and bring it to your time. Effectively just saying, if you do something here, you create new places. You create a new fractured timeline going forward from that point that you did something that changed the way time should be. This is impossible. Doctor Strange is the greatest sorcerer ever. Right. But also... Doctor Strange knows. He knows that he knows that Disney has Disney Plus now, so he knows that they need the new shows. They also know he also knows that they have the X Men and Fantastic Four, and so he's doing Disney a solid. Yeah, send it up. Of course, Benedict Cumberbatch knows all the things. Yeah. Um, what if that's like the explanation for it? It's like he saw into Disney's future and then <laughs> making movies. Of- I saw seventeen million futures. This is the only one financially viable. <laughs> this is the only financially viable future. Wow. I wasn't expecting to come forward with that. But anyway, yeah. I thought that scene was really cool that, like it, like I said, it put new rules into place, but it also, it doesn't put them into place as if, whoops, forgot to tell you guys this, but it was like, I know you're about to ask the question, so let me answer it before you ask. Yeah. This is what we're doing. And then I guess at that point, they did this weird thing where they defined but didn't quite define the fact that multiple dimensions exist and multiple realities exist because... The Russo brothers did not know that's what they were going to do, apparently. But, I mean, like I said, they defined but not defined it because, like, at that point, they threw a wrench into most people who aren't critical thinkers, uh, their brains, because they were like, what? (laughs) And then, like, so most people think of time travel and even... I know there's, I mean, fractured time travel or fractured timelines isn't anything new. Mm -hmm. So... They think of it like that, and they're like, okay, I can see that happening. But at this point, the fact that you're bringing an object from another time and fracturing that time and then breaking yours normal, and then the way she explained it is if you return the object to the time, then it can fix the timeline and make them re-merge back together. Mm -hmm. My thought at that point was that she didn't fully understand how this works. And that, again, this is a reality yeah. that does not exist going forward because no matter what, I remember what I was telling you before is that even there's a lot of those time travel movies that when you take an object or when you change a thing and then like it changes everything forward and you're like, oh crap, I got to go back and change the thing that I changed. Right. And then you find out that everything, like nothing can ever go back completely to the quote unquote normal way because right. you've already, like there's always those minuscule things like okay so you put the stone back but what if you put it back two inches to the left and that suddenly causes like it fell off a table effect yeah exactly so you put it back two inches off and then it falls off the table it gets and now people are dinosaurs dinosaur people yeah with like they're sentient Mm -hmm. and 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 t-rexes have to develop you know, like robotic robotic technology, so their arms can be longer, so they can actually do more things. And then the veloc- Industri- industrial type things, right? And then the the velociraptors become mobsters, and they to to enforce. You know, there's there's food shortages, of course, because the brontosaurus they're too slow moving, and now with the T Rex having the mechanical arms, they can actually do a lot more. So <laughs> maybe we should pitch this idea to the the Futurama people. I'm sure they probably already have an episode like this. 
By the way, I just want you to know that wasn't written down. I really did come with the, with that off the top of my head. Um, so, <laughs> so you did. I promise. So I was thinking about this. Uh, she did say like, "Oh, Doctor Strange is the." So, so she said, "I don't understand. Doctor Strange is the greatest sorcerer." Why would he let that happen? Yeah, and then so so you're right. Like she literally said, "I don't understand." Mm-hmm. So okay. So there is things that she can see, and I think again, I think it has to do with her seeing to the future and their reality. She does not have control of the other realities or she doesn't have like sight into the other realities. Right. She just knows what the rules that are that would affect them. Okay. That um, was pretty cool. Yeah. And then uh, after that, Ant-Man and Tony, well, it's kind of a bunch of scenes together, but uh, Ant-Man and Tony go for the space stone. Uh, they screw up and, and Loki escapes. Q. Disney Plus. Loki. Yeah. Loki series on there. And uh, something I was... Thinking about when I watched the movie is um like it was pretty funny seeing the uh, the original Avengers or original timeline Avengers they get into the elevator and Hulk tries to get in and they're like whoa 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 don't come here and then uh, Hulk was like talking he was like grumbling and complaining yeah but he talked in the, in the first Avengers okay. movie too okay remember because he said puny human whenever he, oh yeah yeah or yeah, puny yeah, god yeah. or something like that yeah okay he was slamming Loki I, ca- I can remember I was like man I don't remember him talking at yeah, all yeah so the ori- the Hulk in the original movies had more like a like an elementary school right. baby or not to kind of, not elementary school, like early elementary school mm-hmm. kind of, uh, Maybe like second grade. We'll go second grade. Yeah. I, the thing is though, I think he's still capable of critical thinking, mm-hmm. but he's not capable of, he knows his ABCs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Puny is kind of a big word though, or like, uh, an older, well, anyway, again, <laughs> this is kind again, of it's like a weird, like it, it's an amalgamation <laughs> of both of his personalities. Yeah, but, yeah that's true. Um, all right, so uh, Cap goes for the Mind Stone, uh, and then you have the elevator scene where I loved it because I love Winter Soldier, and that was a nice little callback, and then he says, Hell Hydra, and uh, somebody was speculating, like, hey, well, does that does that mean that, well, it's a nod to Secret War, or... It was Secret War. Yeah, Secret War, where uh, Captain America does fight for Hydra, but at the same time, uh, people were like, well, does that mean in that world, like... He, he just told them they're Hydra. Like, these people probably think Captain America is working with Hydra. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then after that, he fights himself. And then he says, that is America's ass. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, apparently is, there was like a meme, because there's some poster somewhere where it's showing his rear. And uh, yeah, and, and that's what people caption it as. <laughs> and so and so the Russo brothers put it into the movie. You gotta love those kinds of things. Yeah. Like, you know what? We do recognize we put him in a really tight suit <laughs> and that it his all his working out has paid off. So yes, we are going to make this a subplot of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean I mean because Ant Man said it earlier and then he was, Oh, he was that's right, that's right. Okay, okay. He was like, I, he was yeah, I was wondering who said it originally. So um and then So they they screw up and uh is, is it just uh, Ant Man and Tony that screw up? Yes. Yes. And uh, and so at that point, uh, Cap and Tony are like, "Oh, we know where the other stone is." So they go back to the seventies, and uh, Tony sees his dad, and Steve sees uh, Peggy. Oh, and which is foreshadowing for oh my gosh! It's true, but and they also see uh, Eva Nicole Brown. 
Yeah, she was in the elevator, yeah, and she's like one of the biggest nerds ever. Yes, she's always at the conventions. <laughs> I've seen her at a couple of the the Hall H. Um, yeah, I adore uh, her. Yeah, she's she's, she's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Uh, if for our listeners, listeners, if you don't know who that is, you should watch Community. Yes, she's in it. Yes, and she's on Talking she Dead a lot. She does a lot of hosting stuff now too. Yeah, she, actually, she hosted Talking Dead while Chris Hardwick Hardwick yeah. had his ordeal. Yeah. Um and then after that actually I guess I guess I'm skipping over that scene I mean oh the daddy reconcile season yeah scene? I mean that that was kind of uh, you know it it really should have been some foreshadowing too mm-hmm. you know because it's it's like tying it's up like every him. loose end that yeah, he has you know exactly um and then you're right uh actually so they were talk shoot I wish I remembered so Peggy was actually talking about oh that's right uh you know who Cap Captain Britain is no. So Captain Britain is part of Excalibur. I don't know. You know Excalibur? Nope. That I know is, nothing about that books. is the Brit. Wait, do you really not? I'm just kidding. Okay, so <laughs> Excalibur is the British X Men essentially. Yeah. And I really don't know what Captain Britain's powers are, but I'm assuming it's like Captain America. Do you know we have the Googles, right? Yeah, it's okay. We don't. I don't think we really need to look that one up. But uh, apparently, she alludes to that character. Uh, she says that the character's name he's missing, and yeah. Um. Anyway, I so like his costume. <laughs> it's, it's it's very British. <laughs> it's very British. Yes, it's very British. Uh, look it up. Um, so Orlando Bloom as Captain Britain. That would be hilarious. Do it. That'd be cool. That'd be fine. Okay. Um. And then he's he's probably too small to do it, but. I mean, you like it. But we all said the same thing about Gal Gadot, and she ended up being great as one. Yeah, of that's true. And well, I mean, they got those physical trainers that can do anything. Really. Also, was, Orlando Bloom is has been big er for certain roles too. Yeah. Well, even I, as Legolas, he was a little bit bigger. Legolas. Legolas. I I, I watched this thing. Legolas, whatever, man. Don't. <laughs> it's, it's Elvish pronunciation, <laughs> which doesn't actually exist. But okay. <laughs> uh. uh. So. I actually watched this video um, about Hollywood uh, physical trainers and it was talking about, and I can't remember the movie that um, Bradley Cooper did, but uh, they had to get him from 180 to 225 and they only had like, I think it was three months to do it. Dang. Yeah. And they were able to do it. I mean, that's just insane to me. Yeah. I hear that's not good for your body. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you think about it, like they're, they're not just focusing on one area of your body. They're like... They're attacking every single muscle you have, you know. So with and, knives, <laughs> with knives. Um, so anyway, so everyone, everyone's successful. They come back. Uh, everyone's mostly successful. I should Ooh, put it. And caveat. yeah. And uh, on that note, we should probably take a quick little break. Ooh. Are you sure? Yeah, let's take a quick, quick little break. Okay. <laughs> And we're back. Hulk snaps everyone back at the price of his left arm. Boom. Next it one. was so sad. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, and then Nebula messes with Time Machine, brings Thanos' to the ship. Nobody knows about it. Oh, other Nebula. Because remember, Sorry. at one time, she pulled off the little piece off of old girl's head. Mm. That was the one like major or big difference on Very the head. Very tricky. Yeah. And they just put it on her head. And she's like, whoa, they'll never know the difference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Clint sees his phone ring. Uh, Scott admires birds. And then 
the Avengers had. <laughs> that's Clint what happened. Sees phone ring. Scott and Myers bird. <laughs> and Breaking then, news. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the Avengers headquarters gets blown up, blown the heck up, and and uh, nobody dies. Mm, yep. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't like that. I actually like when I saw that scene. I was like, uh, "Did Ant Man just die?" And then all of a sudden, no, nope, he just turned small because somehow that made it so that he can survive explosions. Yeah, which is awesome. I mean, well, it's a good power to have. Technically, the explosion happened outside of the building, and it caused I, the I collapse know, the, the of the force building. Just so. uh, well, and it, I guess mass wise, it would make sense that when he hits small, he's probably gonna he's gonna be flown flown slower. Because there's less in resistance. The process, yes. Yeah. So, we are not the physics podcast, so I don't <laughs> understand all those things. But okay, oh, yeah. I do. I understand a lot of them, but I don't. Uh, I wouldn't know the actual calculations. Yeah, I don't know either. So um, somebody's probably done it. And then uh, Thanos sends Nebula by herself after the oh, stones. Okay. So real quick, other Nebula. We didn't actually talk about this very much, but whenever Nebula's little cross communication thing, it told Thanos about his future death right um, oh yeah and so at that point thanos was like nah of this mm-hmm. i'm gonna figure this out and then he found out oh they're traveling in time so i'm gonna go back with them hey nebula and then nebula was like oh i got away and then so she went back with them and she pretty much pretty much as like they're like her, her, the inside man or whatever and then so when she got back there then when they when they finally all got arrived back and after hulk had done the snap to bring all the people back then that's when she had opened the portal and brought all of Thanos' army mm. into the future. Well, yeah, yep. Because time keeps on slipping. Into slipping. the future, yes. Slipping. Um, yeah, so that whole little subplot thing, I was like, okay, it works. But also, I did like that it was it was like the Russo brothers' way of saying, I know you're already disappointed that we killed off Thanos so quickly, but here's the thing. We didn't want to kill Thanos so quickly, so he's back. And he's <laughs> badder than ever. And not only is he just looking for the stones, he is looking to kick some butt. Mm-hmm. Because he knows that there's people that exist here that can kill him. Yes. Or that have killed oh, him. Oh, that's a good point. So now he's like, you know what? I'm no longer holding back. I'm not thinking of Earth as just this weak planet. And I'm not thinking of you guys as just, oh, look at these little little dinky little humans, right? I'm knowing these guys can kill me. They've done mm-hmm. it before. Um, I failed, you know, and what? I, or no, I technically succeeded, but whatever. Anyways, um, I failed because I died. I guess. Um, I don't think he. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. I guess he is privy to uh, knowing that he succeeded, but then they're trying to they're trying to change his success. Right. Pretty much, he sees that he succeeded and that somebody is about to reverse everything. Right. And he doesn't want that to happen because whether it be himself or his other self. Both of them have to succeed. That's his his goal, right? Because again, one of the, one of the things that uh, that I noticed about Thanos is that he was never ever about his own ego. It was never about him. It was never about his kids. It was never about like the people around him. It was never about like being powerful. It was we'll never... talk about that later. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyways, but in in that way, it was just really about achieving that well, goal of, I, of I, saving I guess, the universe. I guess the counterpoint to that later. Okay. Um. So getting back to that, uh, so Thanos sends Nebula by herself after the stones, other Nebula, mm-hmm. after the stones when he has like a gajillion soldiers that he yeah. could be scouring for the stones. 
And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I guess uh, Thanos has a tons of faith in someone that Movie logic. betrays him in the future. Well, now she doesn't have the chance and she's still of that mindset. Yeah. According to him. I, I mean, yeah, I, I really didn't have a big deal with it, honestly. It wasn't until I was like thinking about it later on. I was like, eh. also, if you think about it, Nebula is definitely his blind spot because that's his actual kid. Yeah. Oh, actually, I mean, she did bring him to the future or to that place. Right. So, yeah. Right. That makes sense. But he did have a, a billion kajillion soldiers to fight, but or fine for it. Find it. Anyway. Um, and then Ant-Man helps War Machine, Hulk, and Rocket out or War Machine, Hulk, and Rocket out so that they don't die. And Clint runs from the aliens with a new Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. I remember that. Clint was out here getting his screen time. <laughs> What's that? I said he was just out here getting his screen time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I feel like he didn't really do much. He just kind of ran around. He shot a couple arrows here and there. Planted some little little proximity arrows. Every yeah, once while. it did give him importance. That's true. That makes a good point. Um, also, I kind of feel like it was one of those things where, okay, so you're going to kill out Black Widow. You better make this guy important. You know? <laughs> that is also very true. Hmm. I didn't really think about that aspect. Well, I mean, they they wanted to center around the original three Avenger or three, uh, was it six? Mm. I think it's six. Um, and then um, Thor, Capt, Captain America, Tony fight Thanos with everyone else is chilling in the new pool underneath Avengers headquarters. But the fight is awesome. It's so a fancy pool. Who cares? What's that? It's a fancy pool. A fancy pool? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's is chilling. Yeah. It's got obstacle it's, courses it's, in the It's hot in the pool. outside, you know. They're just chilling. <laughs> it seemed kind of overcast, really. Uh, but it was hot nonetheless. Okay. Got it. Maybe humid. <laughs> um, and somewhere in all that, Nebula shoots Nebula. Which yeah, is okay. the first moment, real moment, where most fans, most people watching the movie, not fans, but just people watching the movie, should be like, Oh, 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 that's does that mean Nebula doesn't exist if she kills her past self? But then you realize, like I said earlier, that by talking to the Ancient One, that not only are they dealing in time travel, but they're also dealing in multiple realities, a.k.a. multiple dimensions. And, and they didn't let you linger on it very long either. Nope. Yeah. So and they, just said, they just wanted you to know, hey, here's a rule. We, just, we, but, we established it before. You, you're, uh, I'm pretty you're sure. You're saying the repercussions. We've just fractured the timeline. I mean, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure, like, I would imagine that most people in the theater, like, you know, took a second to be like, what? Wait, wait a minute. Doesn't that mean? Okay, never mind. What's going on? Oh, crap. Cool things. <laughs> oh, crap. Cool things. Explosions. <laughs> lens flares. Yeah. Michael <laughs> and, Bay. And that cool thing being. What? 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 What happened? What happened? What uh, happened? Captain America uses Thor's hammer. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Dude. I, I definitely was like. I was like, "What? Yes, bad, bad memory jammer." Oh gosh, was so and then cool. he and then he threw the shield behind, um, or no, he th- yeah he threw the shield behind, yeah, and then he hit the shield, and then he threw the hammer at the shield, mm-hmm. and he hit the shield and made a little re- yes. rear thing, and it pushed him towards him, and then he pulled the hammer in and hit him again, and then it was like bam, 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 oh bam, my gosh. bam, 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 bluey. <laughs> <laughs> so Captain America and Black Panther are my favorite characters. So seeing Captain America do that was pretty awesome. Yes. Also, I mean, was this was this when Thor was doing the double hammer thing too? Yes. Okay. So bringing bringing that back around from before, um, the whole the the shaming part, um, the fact that he you know 
got both those weapons and everything. And in the past, like, you know, he gets his hammer and all of a sudden his armor comes on and he becomes worthy and all that stuff. And they were like, no, like, this is Thor right now. Yes. And he is going to fight as, you know, less muscle Thor. Chunkabunker's Thor. Yep. So I actually, I don't know, like, for some reason to me that, like, took the shaming part away. Like, it just made him a being instead of... uh, I don't know. I don't think Shaming was ever there. Yeah. I think that it was just some good old natured ribbon. And it had... Ribbon that you, like, cut and then you... You flip it over and you put it on himself and... Right. And a never-ending... And you call it a what? It's a Mobius strip. Thank you. That thing. Um. Anyways, that full scene was like... uh, It was fan service, but then it was also like, look what we can do. <laughs> I mean, look what I can do. I mean, uh-huh. I mean, it's something from the comics, so right, you know, um, and you know, like, and after that point, Thanos is ends up still kicking his butt. Uh, Captain Cap's uh, shield breaks, and he gets all messed up. And but then, you know, he have the whole Captain America thing where he never gives up, no matter what the circumstances are. Yeah. Oh, actually, he he said he, I could do this all day. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and this is the part that Thanos finally brings out his whole army. Yeah, it's so weird. But again, I do think that part of his ego plays into it. He still thinks he's a super strong individual. Who? Thanos. Yeah. And then, but then in a callback to the 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 Winter Soldier. On your left. Yeah, I liked it. I, liked <laughs> I did. It. I liked it a lot. And then my boy, my boy popped out, and he was like, Anthony Mackie. No. What? Who's your boy? Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. The child. (laughs) I'm a dummy for a second. Yes. Um, Yeah, no. I I think that whole thing, like, uh, to be honest, like, once you hit that, then they went from being, like, what a lot of people complained about in uh, Civil War and how there wasn't as much characters as there should have been. And it was was everybody. Like, the whole comics should have been involved in this whole thing. Blah, blah, blah. But you guys. In which one? In In Civil War. Oh, Civil War. But you don't have X Men. You don't have Fantastic Four. You don't have this, blah, blah, blah. So you only had, like, eight people on the field. And that's, oh, my goodness. Well, it's a good thing that there's two Civil War comic books. So. But. That being said, I thought it was cool because this scene actually kind of felt like those, you know, those two-page spreads in the comic books where mm. it was just like oh, everything yes. happening. Oh, gosh, so cool. And they did this thing where... They played that the Avengers music? Obviously. <laughs> um, they did this thing in that, uh, in that little scene where mo- most of the time in the Avengers fighting scenes, they tend to stay real focused on one character right. and doing a thing and then they move to another character whether it be f- camera movement or cuts or whatever it's camera movement it's yeah they they like they make the camera move along and they and they show yeah, somebody doing something multiple things. and then they'll focus in on another one and they move along and then they switch focus oh, it's, it's so That's cool what how they, they do usually that. do but in this yeah. scene they actually opted out of that and they pulled all the way back and they were like i said it looked like that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spread, yeah. and everybody's fighting and it mm-hmm. didn't seem like it was just like a like full CG, everybody just kind of like 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 that thing that happens when when you zoom all the way out. Say for instance, in like video games, and everything mm-hmm. kind of blurs together. Right. They didn't do that. It was it was zoomed out just enough so you still saw things happening, and mm-hmm. then like it, you still saw Captain America clashing with 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 like multiple people. You still saw Black Panther hitting somebody and jumping over and doing and doing little acrobatics and all that other stuff, right? 
and you still saw those things, which was really cool to me. Because then after that, then they went back to the standard Rooster Brothers thing and started moving from scene to scene to scene, right. showing everybody, you know, using their powers and whatnot. And then we get to see Pepper Potts in the rescue armor. Mm-hmm. Which, which in the comics, all that really is for is rescuing, rescuing her. Right. But, but it was pretty cool. It she was, had, oh, it was awesome. She had that little, uh, like, flower lotus thingy that pops up in behind oh, her, yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. gathers in power. The same thing that Tony used at the end of uh, uh, Infinity War. It reminds me of Ellie from Xenogears. Yeah. 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 Or Cosmos. Oh, yeah. Uh, at the end of Xenogears 1. Yeah. Um, saving the ship on top of thing. But this isn't about <laughs> So at that point, uh, the tide starts turning because the ship actually starts shooting at them. And, and oh, then, yeah. Then he just says rain rain down or yeah, rain hell or something. And, uh, and then the that little area breaks and then water's coming in. And then all of a sudden, Doctor Strange's only role is to keep the water out, which I thought was kind of kind of weird. Um, one of the things I noticed about this fight is that all these super uber powerful people who have access to things that could conceivably end the conflict immediately, all of those were relegated to minor roles, but they they did that intentionally, I think. Although I did love like Scarlet Witch, like, I mean, she's, she's super powerful and I feel like she's been dumbed down a whole bunch and then she finally got her moment to kick, but, mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so the, the ship's raining down on, on everything. And then Q Captain Marvel comes in, just completely obliterates the ship. Like a mouse. And somewhere in between that, uh, they're playing keep away the, the new gauntlet away from Thanos. Like, I think, I think oh, Black Panther takes it first and then he throws it to no, someone. No, it was after the thing. It was after Carol Danvers came in because she was she was the last person to hold it, or she was the right. first person. To oh, okay, that's or no, yeah, she was she she picked it up off of Tony, right? And but their plan is to uh, is is to throw the the gauntlet into the the van, the time machine thing. Which now that I'm thinking about it, that seems extremely stupid, careless of them because who knows where it will go, and how do they know they can even get back to said location to fix everything? It was a last-minute thought. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, desperate times calls for desperate measures. Yes. I get all that. Um, and in order to do it, uh, somehow it ends up with uh, Carol Danvers. And then... Um, oh, sorry. Can we rewind for half a second? Yeah. Okay, so one of the things that we didn't talk about when they went to go get Thor, this is a long time ago, it's something they just thought about, um, okay. is that they established also... They brought back Valkyrie. So Valkyrie, oh, yeah. Valkyrie is um, she was part of like the armies of Asgard or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Part of part of the the vanguard. So she's like elite, elite. She's mm-hmm. you know. Um. So one of the things they established is that she was the one with a with a calm head in this whole situation after the snap had happened, and when they had found New Asgard as this place on on Earth or whatever, like they were just trying to trying to live a life, and that's where Thor was letting himself go, and she's like he only comes down to. To get barrels of beer or whatever, right? Well, supposedly this is where um, this is where uh, Odin's first battle was on Earth, and this is where Odin dies, the the place where they live now. Yeah, and I guess in the comics, uh, New Asgard's in Nevada, so a little different location, but yeah. Um, so I thought it was cool that they established her like that, and that she's level headed, and that she's mm-hmm. because remember in the movie in in uh, Ragnarok, she was a drunk, right? So they switched roles. Oh, that was one of the things that people complained about because she's an alcoholic and yet she's still fit and then thor's an alcoholic and 
the difference between that she was still fighting she was fighting yeah that was that that was the big difference and thor he was just sitting on the couch playing fortnite Fortnite. um which my kids hated yeah well you know i know that a lot of people think about oh it's just like a like that millennial reference or whatever Mm -hmm. but i think to, to me it seemed like it was just showing personifying that he literally went backwards in his brain and reverted to something just more safe being a child is more safe than being an adult with having responsibilities responsibilities and whatnot and that to him was like the place he wanted to be after he feel like he failed he's like i'm not good at being an adult i'm gonna go back i'm gonna revert to being a kid because i was good at that you know and whatever and so there's that but one of the reasons why i brought the valkyrie thing is because when you show her in the big battle she rides in on the The on, on the the, Pegasus? I think it's a Pegasus. Uh, no, I don't know. Pegasi? No, I, no, I don't. I don't know if they call it that. In, I know. I don't know what they call in it in Norse mythology, but it's just a winged horse. Hmm. Um, yeah. So she comes in with her her fellow Valkyries, right? Hmm. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but like, that I'm not was, really sure how they got there though. Portals? Yeah, I know the portals, but then like, how do they get the horses? No, I mean like, how did they? How did Doctor Strange and his peeps like? They're like, do we do we get everyone? You oh oh these these uh valkyrie that yeah movie magic yeah movie magic um, either way i thought that was cool literally but also, movie magic a um i thought it was cool because they brought her in they actually brought her in independent of all the other female characters but then right. we have the carol danvers destroying the ship come in and then they have the the, the female ensemble, ensemble force thingy a force which i actually wrote uh which <laughs> i don't really know why carol carol danvers needs an escort but um i actually it was more empowerment than anything i actually wrote for this part i said uh then dave proceeds to not touch this with a gambit sized bow staff gambit got canceled (laughs) yeah that's true so that means we can talk about it that's funny um anyways i i just think she's a really good character oh yeah 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 um did we talk about a force i don't know much about a force oh no no oh okay so um well, A Force is is a is essentially a, a female led Avengers team, okay. and that's kind of what they were doing homage to for that scene. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. Like, I w- oh, I w- kind of wish they did it a different way. Sorry, I'll, I'll let you in, in a second. I kind of wish they did it a different way, just because it it bugged me because I knew that Carol Danvers does not need any help, mm-hmm. and if they had done this before Carol Danvers got in, I think I would have liked it a lot more. But anyway, go ahead. But that scene actually set up. Um, they, I think, they needed to do it that way, in order to first establish, you know, hey, look at all the female characters we have in this in the Marvel. Which is a lot, right? It's pretty impressive. And look at how powerful they are by themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So we, they're showing that, but then they were also they needed to have Thanos eventually get a stone at least from the from the gauntlet. Because remember when Carol Danvers was fighting, they were showing she was literally kicking his butt. Yeah. There was no way he was going to win that. And then it had to hit, be him pulling the the stone the out, power stone, yeah, the power stone out, just to Which like is to pretty actually, awesome. It, it was a very good choreographed scene, like because yeah. like the whole thing, he was like, "I'm getting my," but yeah. and then <laughs> just for him to like, he just powered up for one punch. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to insert the the theme for One Punch Man. One punch. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm probably gonna cut that out. That was embarrassing. Um. <laughs> So, so at this point, people actually thought that uh, Carol Danvers had uh, her powers or plot powers. What do you mean? Well, because uh, 
you know, she just destroyed this whole ship and then she's taken on Thanos and she was able to get punched away by the Power Stone or whatever. Nothing's power, more powerful than the Power Stone. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought it was cool. I had no problem with it. Um, her appearance is a plot appearance for sure. I give it... Oh, yeah. Because I she... I think they have kept her out of the movie and out of the, the endeavors of the movie because she definitely is what in the comic books is considered like Omega level. She's right. she's one of the more powerful things, especially when she turns what's called binary, when she like her hair starts glowing in her... She's turned Super Saiyan. Yes. Yeah. Um, except I think in the comic books, she's actually possessed by the thing that gave her the power. I don't really know. Um, so... It's like a different. It's actually almost kind of similar to the Dark Phoenix kind of thing. I actually read that somewhere that Thor is more powerful than Captain Marvel in the comics, but I cannot confirm this. Neither can I. Yeah. Um, so who? <laughs> after that, uh, uh, Tony sees that Thanos has the gauntlet, so he rushes over to the fight, uh, and then we see Thanos do the snap. And then he's like, "What? What? What?" Because it doesn't work. And then we see um, Tony, and he says, I am Iron Man. And then he snaps. And um, awesome. And I actually I found out that this scene was actually part of reshoots because originally he didn't say anything. And I'm really surprised. Like, it seems so easy. That's what he should say. The thing is, I think sometimes you have to figure out how to portray a scene without being... Without pandering. And I think at that point... I think that was okay pandering. Right. Well, no, no. I actually think it. when you think about it initially, they're writing the scene. It's probably like, okay, this this scene's going to have emotion. This is going to have an impact. If we mm-hmm. don't say anything, we can do kind of like the Star Wars silence thing. And we can just kind of have something happen that allows the the person watching to internalize the, the thing that just happened. Well, they Because you know what the consequences are. They wouldn't have silence because there is that snap. And that snap well, has a lot of weight. Right, but but that's what I'm saying. The silence in terms of voices and stuff. No, mm-hmm. Nobody's saying anything. Right. Nobody calling out the action like I'm doing a snap. You know what I mean? Like the either, there's, I know there's nobody saying no. That. Yeah, and <laughs> but well, then knowing Tony's character, like there's no way he doesn't say anything first. Right, and I think that initially it was just a thought of trying to con- consider the weight of that moment and leave it as such, and maybe possibly not ruin it with a line that may take people out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think. You know, whoever whoever decided to reshoot that, and whoever decided that you, in um, in the editing process that nope, this is the cut we take. This is the one we want. Um, well, even during probably, re- probably saw that this is even, even during reshoots. Um, it was actually like last second that they. It was like the last day of reshoots, and there somebody was like, "Aha!" You know, like even right. the reshoots weren't even done to add that scene like it was seriously like last second and and i, I thought it was perfect right plus also it's i mean whoever thought of it it's, it's it's a way to close up his story like in a really major way i mean the first movie ends with him saying i am i'm iron man mm-hmm. um and and this is his way of saying hey i'm still iron man and i'm doing the thing yeah and then <laughs> and they did the thing um then they gave him uh, a nice little uh a nice little send off scene kind of like where he like when he's sitting up against that rock and just kinda of like you know. Mm-hmm. And then and he doesn't say anything there. Yeah. Which and, and then uh then when Pepper Potts sends away uh Lil Man, like, hey, I need my I need my space, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, the Spider Man and then yeah, yeah. yeah. Um and then like 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 you could see like the weight of it all. Also like she probably doesn't want him to see like 
Tony actually like passing away, even though everybody can see it from a distance. But like, there's something to be said about like the trauma of like being that close to a dying person or whatever. Um, yeah. Um, also, so it's like a kind of a, a motherly thing, probably. But also, like, hey, uh, this is this is this is mine. This, he's mine, you know. And we're gonna go out this together or whatever. Also, if you notice the whole scene, she was smiling. She never, she didn't really cry until afterwards. And it was kind of, or like, it was, see, yeah, that was, I liked that yeah. a lot. Yeah, it was like kind of like making sure he knows that everything's gonna be all right. We're all in good hands, blah, blah, blah. You did, you did the best that we, that we, anybody could ask for, blah, blah, blah. Um, so it was, it, that was a, that was a choke up scene. That was a, that was mm-hmm. a choke up. Not, not quite bringing a tear to my eye, but I definitely <laughs> choked up. Well, okay, so this is what I wrote next. So then, uh, funeral happens and they drag it out as long as they possibly can to make sure that everybody cries oh gosh that slow pan showing everybody's like mm-hmm. like emotional faces oh that's definitely intentionally to <laughs> tug at them heartstrings so i put cue the part where will looks around wondering why everyone is a weirdo and is crying dave con uh oh dave concentrates heavily to make sure that he doesn't cry as he looks around to see that his wife is crying a little ha he wins you want your wife to cry <laughs> no but I take it you were always the first one to cry. I didn't. I didn't cry, and so mm. okay, she cried first. Sounds like toxic masculinity to me. <laughs> no, it's competition. I know. I'm just playing, man. <laughs> um, and and they really did drag it out because right after the funeral, then they had uh, John John Favreau. No, let's say his last name. Favreau. Favreau. Uh, talking to Tony's daughter Morgan, mm-hmm. and uh, and then he's like, "Hey, can I take you?" Oh, she's like, I want a cheeseburger, which is what uh, Tony told um, John Favre's character, like after he got back from the cave or whatever. Mm-hmm. I love all the callbacks and then, in this movie. And then movie. he's like, you can have all the cheeseburgers you want. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, mm, I'm holding back the tears still. <laughs> all right, so everyone's everyone's been crying in the theater, and then all of a sudden they're like, okay, now we're gonna make you laugh. As, Five years later. No, uh, just kidding. As, as Guardians of the Galaxy. Yay! Yeah, that was a pretty cool scene. That was pretty funny. I, I quite enjoyed that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I really hope Thor is part of the um, Guardians now. I think most of the movies going forward are going to be multiple. I, yeah, I hope that too. But man, like Thor really like worked with the Guardians so well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, then there was that, that hint that they were going to be going to look for Gamora. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. There's, there's a possibility that she stayed here. The the Gamora from the other other world. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? This is very confusing. Uh, Earth six one six. No, that's you can't use numbers because that's DC. You have to use letters. So no, like no Marvel G U G or something. Marvel uses numbers. Numbers too. Oh, do they? Yeah. No, I really didn't know. Do they, do they call it Earth two, Earth one, and all that? So Brian, um, Braddock is from Earth six one six. Captain Britain. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Huh. Okay. That is interesting. So mm-hmm. apparently when they get the stones, they get it from Earth 616. That's a possibility. Hmm. But they don't know that. I don't know that either. It's yeah. all a mystery. But now you do. You know <laughs> it's half the battle. <laughs> all right. So now uh, Steve Rogers is old. Uh, but what Steve Rogers is this? Oh, okay. So... 
Did you really just skip past? Okay, so they, there's a first scene where they're like, "Oh, he's got to go return the stones." To, yeah, yeah, yeah. To the timeline. So they have this oh, like, he has little the hammer mini time machine. Yeah, and then he has a hammer, which we had discussed, and you're like, "Oh, I didn't put two and two together." Because I was like, "Oh, he, the reason why he took the hammer is because he has to go put it back in, in the Earth six one six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Timeline, so they can stop that from fracturing. Right. But then when he goes and puts all the stones back, then he goes to the time with with his old girl. Oh, <laughs> and then he he decides to do something. Well, be, before that, before they show that part, um, so they have they're like, so Bucky is is like, hey, look, look, Anthony Mackie, look, there's a uh, there's Steve, he's on the bench. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You should go talk to him. Which obviously, like, I'm sure some people are like, well, well, okay, so I'll just so he goes over to talk to him. They have a good com- little conversation, and then um, uh, Captain America gives the shield to I can't think of his name, Anthony Mackie's character. What's his name? Falcon. Yeah, but what's his what's his name? I don't. I have no idea. Man, I don't know why I don't. Okay, anyway, so the Falcon Google's, <laughs> and um, so it. People were like, "Well, why didn't he? Why didn't uh, Captain give it to Winter Soldier?" And but I I thought it was pretty obvious that like since Winter Soldier was like hey Bucky was like hey you should go talk to him I was pretty sure like it seemed like uh, he knew what Steve had in mind what he was going to do mm-hmm. and uh, all right so anyway so that Sam ha- Wilson ah oh, Sam Wilson God, well, I, I can't remember that um, it's too simple of a name that's why <laughs> maybe and then uh, which I'll get I'll talk about this part a little bit too um, and after that they show uh, Steve. Steve Rogers finally gets his dance, but only after they get married because he is old fashioned. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of dance are we talking about? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the end. Also, does that mean there's little Captain America kids running around somewhere? Yeah, they actually the directors were saying that there's like what were they like uh they're half half superpowered, I suppose. Right. Or are they like saying half human, half saying kids who are actually more powerful? Did you say half sane kids? That's or, yeah, yeah, half sane, half human. Sure. Yeah, anyway. Um, Dragon Ball. Um, so there's actually a little story for Chris, Chris Evans and Anthony Mackie. And like, I guess Chris Evans, like, um, like, or Anthony Mackie hadn't read the end of the script yet. And Chris Evans had. And he, he runs into the room. And he's like, hey, man, did you read? And... Uh, and I guess they both read together, and like I guess Anthony Mac, he kind of teared up, and Chris Evans was just like super happy for him. I guess they're good buds or whatever. I like hearing stuff like that. I'm tearing up. <laughs> it's kidding. cool. It was cool stuff. Just kidding. It's fun. Um, I liked it, and that was the movie. So, would you say that's the end game? Yeah, that is the end game. Somewhere in there. Um, so before we're all done, uh. I have some more, a few things, more things to talk about, uh, unless you want to talk about the actual movie. Okay. So, uh, Catherine Langford, who from, you know who this is? No. Okay. So she's, uh, from 13 Reasons Why. She was the female, uh, lead in that show. And she was actually, I I remember seeing her way back in the day being cast for Endgame. And then after the movie was over, I was like, wait, I, I never saw her. But apparently, uh, they were they wanted her to play Morgan, Morgan Stark, and so they were gonna have a scene where they showed it in the future, and she's kind of 
paying homage to her her dad but then they kind of were like well who is this person they're not going to recognize her as being the older version but they still wanted to set up young you know give kind of like the young avengers type thing yeah which i'm not really sure that morgan stark is um like iron man later on i don't really know there's a couple different ones there's a couple of different ones. Um, so what I want to talk about at the end is, uh, so, okay, so the directors wanted to set up Thanos as the next Darth Vader. Do you think they succeeded? No. Why? No lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, Darth, th- Darth Vader had um, a more evil arc. It, it, there is something to be said about Darth Vader's ominous, just straight evilness. There's also something to be said about the fact that Thanos was never considered quite evil. He was always just an idealist. He had a, He had what he thought to be the perfect form of the universe. And that's... He literally worked to that goal, which is just a good vil- good writing of a villain. But in terms of uh, Anakin, a.k.a. Darth Vader, he literally was... Ju- he had just gone bad. He just wanted to kill the things. He had all this anger in his heart and stuff like that. And then there was a thing that brought him back, right? But he was like a genuinely just an evil person at one time. Thanos, on the other hand... It was just all about his methodology, but he had one like central ideal that he had followed, and it had nothing to do with whether it was right or wrong, but what needed to be done. So for him, I think I think I think they just they just embodied two different characters: one that actually believed in what they were doing, and one that were just doing it out of out of anger. Who had more weight? Um. I want to say that over the three movies that Darth Vader was in, that he had he had more weight for the amount of time that he was in the movies. Okay, um, just because he was, if for for lack of better terms, he was just uh, less. Or no, no, he just had less screen time, and he was still able to establish himself, whether it be through the other people that he worked with and that knew and that respected, like the thing that he was doing, or out of fear, maybe. Not Would you say Thanos is in that es- es- oh, I hate echelon? This word. Yes, thank villains? you. I hate that word. I think that um, I think Thanos exists as a good villain. I think Thanos exists as a as a good movie villain at that. And then in the comic books, he was also a great villain as well. But I don't know if if the two are comparable. Yeah. I think I I really do feel like they all they both exist in different kinds of like spectrums of what a villain right. should be because one of them was written initially as like Darth Vader was written initially as like a just a straight villain, evil tyrant. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas Thanos is written as a like I said an idealist that in order to fulfill that ideal becomes an evil tyrant and like you, you know what I'm saying. Like so, in order for him to eliminate half of whatever, because remember, like his backstory is that on his planet he was trying to tell them that this would all lead to ruin. Pretty much, we're overpopulated. We have, we don't have the resources to sustain us. And then when it all came to fruition, he's like, I tried to tell them. And then at that point, he realized that hey, it's my duty to take this lesson to the rest of the universe. 
I'm not doing this because I want to. I'm not doing this because I like killing. And I'm not doing this because, you know, there's something evil inside of me. Are that you forced... sh- I don't really know sometimes for that well, one. Well, again, that's, that part is up to interpretation. Right. But what's told to you is that is those things. Right. Um, and maybe he did enjoy killing. But again, it's not something that was ever said by him or by the writers or anything like that. The, the, everything that's put forth in the, in the source material says that he did this because he had to. That scene at the end of Infinity War where she says, um, did you get what you wanted? Or, yeah. Um, what did it cost you? And then everything. everything. Like, it was just like, I, I did what I needed to do. And I knew that eventually I was going to have to pay the cost. There's almost like two different villains in a way. Like the Infinity War Thanos and, and this one though. Like oh for sure at the end of Infinity War he or sorry at the end of Endgame he it was more of a that was it's more like they created a tyrant yeah yeah and it was definitely about saving his own skin it was about mm-hmm. protecting his own legacy or right. whatever because um, he's like oh shoot I just found out the future me died yeah let's yeah how about we reverse it, everything in a weird so, way it's two different well I guess it, technically it is two different villains because it's two different people it's two right. different people that two different motivations altogether so one of them's motivated by the fact that he saw his world his, his own world fall to ruin yeah and yeah. he had a he had a duty that he wanted to fulfill and the other one is like holy crap and, I died and I it makes to- sense that they had totally different uh outfits essentially mm-hmm. you know like uh, in the first one he's has like an outfit like he's going on a pilgrimage and then the next one he's a warrior you know well I mean if it, at the beginning of Infinity War he has that the big old that's true, but he sheds around. it so quickly, you know. Yeah. Um, what what about impact on uh, pulp culture? You think pulp. it's equal? Are you talking about for the villains? Yeah. Um, I guess it, it's I guess it's hard yet to, to gauge to, yeah, that yet to be seen. Even though Star Wars was a uh, since uh, sensation in a pop culture uh, like phenomenon, I feel like the the far reaches of the twenty two movies that led up to this moment might make this one have a bigger footprint than yeah well, i mean the bar's been the bar's been set for marvel for sure also though this is all in a short time frame and you have the darth vader um fan subset that's been built up for 40 30 40 years something what when did the first movie come out uh, like 77 or something yeah so like 20 30 yeah 30 30 40 years man that's a lot of years <laughs> math yeah that might be 50 years. 19 plus 20. Oh, okay. 40 years. Yeah. 42. That's why I said 30, 40. I don't know what I was talking about. Shut up. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So, like, it just that one has had longer to, to be established. Right. And now there's been so many other sources of media that further establish him as being the thing. And then the prequels even lend weight towards, I don't know, people don't like that. We already talked about this and I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yes. Anyways. Yeah. So, okay, so a few other thoughts I had on Thanos was, uh, so Thanos wants to wipe everyone out. He has I, his ideology. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he accomplishes his goal, but then he rests afterwards. Like, why isn't he, par- like, he's chosen for himself that he's not part of the half that has to go. So, which I personally think makes sure. him more villain. Kind of, um, but at the same time, I think I said this before. That the ran the half is random, so that's he could true. technically have been random. Well, that's he true. might he have, he might have been willing to sacrifice himself for that. Yeah, little. that's true. He could have. Yeah. yeah, okay, that makes sense. But, but he had, again, he had plot armor. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and then I, I did like there was actually a part in Endgame that I really loved about his character is after the snap, uh, Thanos is just like he just kind of stands there and he's like, 
oh, crap. And he's like, I accept. And he just sits down and he just waits. I, I actually love that about his character. Like he didn't, he didn't like try to do one last strike or something like that. He's just, he accepted his fate, which I thought was kind of awesome. That was pretty cool. Just like seeing him see everybody else fade away. He was like, well, shoot, man. Good, good, good fight. Good fight. <laughs> yeah. I did it really was. It was, uh, it was pretty cool. Um, so I don't think we have enough time, but I was just touch briefly on like, you know, what's, what's next. And the biggest thing I was thinking about is, uh, is Iron Man is such a, um, I don't like to speculate. Yeah, no, but, uh, Iron Man's such a huge part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Robert Downey Jr. as well. And, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but you know who Ironheart is? Her breathing? Yeah. Uh, she's, she's basically someone else that takes up the Iron Man mantle and then she gives her, she gives herself her own name. Uh, but her AI is actually Tony Stark. Didn't know that. Yeah. Which would actually give a, yeah, give a great way to keep, uh, Robert Downey Jr. in the, in the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Can't use Jarvis because Vision's gone. Ooh. WandaVision. Yeah. I'm really, I don't know. I don't know how that's, hey, I'll wait till I'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm exactly. I'm curious. I'm definitely curious. So, wow. So that was a long episode. Was it? Yeah, it's about an hour and forty four minutes, minutes and Ooh, twenty I can seconds. See it now, I know, right? Oh, I can so, see the screen. Here's the thing. We'd like to know how you feel about these kinds of overviews. Yeah, there's going to call. be there's going to be many. I think in the future there's going to be many like kind of episodes like this now they're not all going to be about movies they may be about a tv show or a season of a tv show or they may even be about a video game that we played that we really liked or you know that just came out or something like that and then we got a chance to play more than likely gonna be spoiler kind of things where um seems to be better that way like if you can actually spoil something and talk about it it's Mind better you, to break it down yeah yeah um tell us how you feel about that um email us at NVG podcast at gmail.com or you can find me on Twitter at F Y N R I R B A N E Finrabane spelled a little different. Um, you can talk to us about that. And uh, David, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at NVG Dave. Gotta love that name. NVG and then spell Dave. Dave. And you'll get it. Um if you spell Dave with an I. <laughs> so <laughs> Div. So um you know, we always talk about this all the time. Um you know, definitely support us. Um, uh, but you know, our endeavors are the podcast. Uh we are um we're making a game, probably leading into multiple games. Um and who knows what else we might do. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Also, hot tamales are really good candy. Good <laughs> good plug. Maybe uh maybe 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 uh hot tamales will find out about this and then they'll send you like a year's supply of hot tamales. Oh my gosh. Because that's how sponsorship works. I should hit them up on Twitter. You should. Uh I'll let you guys know what happens. <laughs> um yeah, on that note. I think we're kind of done with this, this end game. Do you have anything else to say? 